Hi, and welcome to the Deeper Than Money podcast. I am your host, Chloe Elise. I'm a millennial money coach, speaker, dog mom, and a seven on the Enneagram. And I am on a mission to prove to you that finances can be fun and easy. On the Deeper Than Money podcast, we will dive into all things millennial finance, debt, saving, mindset, and how to have financial freedom to enjoy life in your 20s and 30s. I want you to leave this podcast with more confidence around your moolah and the belief that your biggest financial dreams are possible for you. So let's talk money. Hello and welcome back to the Deeper Than Money podcast. What the heck is up? Let's freaking talk. It's been a minute. So let's dive right into it and really just get back into the holiday spirit of podcasting. Get into the spirit of podcasting. It has been a minute. We have here at Deeper the Money had a lot of things going on in the background. And if I'm being honest with you, I have so many podcast ideas all written down and ready for me that I just simply have not recorded and have not released yet. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to get back on the grind and so I can get these podcast ideas out into the world and we can talk about them. So let's get into what we're going to talk about today. So a couple weeks ago, I kind of got sick a little bit. I wouldn't say sick to the point where I was like really down bad, but kept waking up consistently like every day for like a week straight, just not feeling fantastic. I also was having not great allergies, at least here in Kansas City. The last, like November especially, it was like 70 degrees. And then the next day it was like 30 degrees and rainy. And then the next day it would be like 60 and sunny. And then it would be cold and 20 degrees. And when the climate changes so drastically like that day to day, for some reason, my allergies just double decker, give me the people's elbow, punch me in the face. So I was, you know, blowing my nose a lot and just not feeling great. And then I had a couple friends over and a couple of them had also been sick or like getting over cold. A couple of them had, you know, like runny nose, whatever else. And (laughs) so one of the days last week, one of my friends who, again, was had to blow her nose too, was like, hey, do you have any Kleenex? Like, do you have any Kleenex? Where are your Kleenexes? And I was like, I don't buy Kleenexes. I was like, just use toilet paper. Like, why would I buy Kleenexes? And she was like, what do you mean you don't have Kleenexes? And I was like, why would I use, why would I buy Kleenexes? She's like, what do you mean? Like, why do you not buy Kleenexes? Like, now she was just curious. So she's like crying like, why don't you buy Kleenexes? And I was like, I would never buy them. And my first thought was, why would I never buy them? Because they're so expensive, okay? And she's like laughing at this. And she was like, when was the last time you bought Kleenexes? And I literally, literally have never in my life bought Kleenexes. I've never in my life bought Kleenexes. Actually, that is a lie. 
you know how when you were in elementary school or at least this was true for me they would give you like a back to school shopping list of things you had to bring and for me one of the things on the list was a pack of kleenexes that you were basically contributing to the classroom that is the only and even then i was like six years old and so is my parents buying it that is the only time in my life i bought kleenexes i've never in my adult life bought kleenexes and so all of a sudden i'm like wait holy shit why have I never bought Kleenexes before? And anyway, I take a second and my friend's like, Google how much Kleenexes are. Like, how much do you think Kleenexes are? So anyway, I Google Kleenexes and I Google specifically Aldi Kleenexes because that's where I buy toilet paper usually and a bunch of my groceries. So I go, I Google Aldi Kleenex box. Kleenexes at Aldi, a box of Kleenexes are $1.25. Do you know how many fucking things you can buy for $1.25? Not many. In this economy? Not many. So to my surprise, you could buy a box of Kleenexes for $1.25. I mean, frankly, that's probably cheaper than toilet paper. I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to compare because, you know, like, how do you compare? Do you compare like one Kleenex to one like square of toilet paper? You know, that's not like exactly. So a little tough to compare precisely, but you could argue that that would be cheaper than blowing your nose at toilet paper. So all of a sudden I was like, wait, holy shit. Why do I think this? And I can tell you that growing up, I can remember this so vividly. I I was probably, I mean, I was definitely a kid, maybe like second or third grade. And like, I wasn't feeling well. And So I was blowing my nose and I was using a ton of Kleenexes. And I remember my mom coming up to my room and I was on the bottom bunk. I had bunk beds. I was on the bottom bunk and my mom's like, oh my gosh, you're using so many Kleenexes. Like, do you know how expensive these are? And she hands me a roll of toilet paper and she's like, use toilet paper instead. So I'm using that, whatever else. And so I can think of that memory when I'm thinking of like Kleenexes and, you know, like (laughs) my thoughts on them, I guess. And another memory, as I said earlier, my only time that I, I have bought Kleenexes was when I was in elementary school and that was on the school list. And I can also vividly remember my mom saying when we would shop for our school list of saying, oh my gosh, this six pack or whatever we had to buy, this is so expensive. So in my mind, again, as a kid, I would feel guilt for that. You know, I would feel the pressure and the anxiety and the stress on my mom, the grocery store in that example, or just what my perception of what she was saying, you know, and I would think, shit, like I feel bad that I'm, you know, like, like I'm costing you, you know, or I'm like, I feel like I'm stressing you out since this is my school list that I need to bring these eight boxes of Kleenexes or the pack. And so seared into my underdeveloped brain as a child is this belief of, why would you ever buy Kleenexes? They're so expensive. Like that's, you know, that's a waste that's causes stress, anxiety, like that, just use toilet paper. And then here is the wild thing, okay? Here's the wild thing that, what is this company called? What is this podcast called? What is my book called? It's called Deeper Than Money. And here's why. That belief was set in stone for me, let's say around seven years old, six to eight years old. And now, fast forward to today, let's say it was eight years old when it was set in stone. I'm 28 years old, 20 years later, 
right? Because I'm 28, it's 20 years later. And that belief never updated because our money beliefs are on autopilot. They do not automatically update. And so now, okay, stick with me here. To this day, as a 28-year-old, I am a millionaire, okay? I'm 28 years old. I'm a millionaire. And when one of my friends asked me, where are your Kleenexes? Without even thinking about it, my subconscious immediate reaction was, why the hell would I have Kleenexes? Like that, it's not even in my realm of like, what? Why would I have Kleenexes? Like what a waste. Now, this is what's super cool. We have like multiple like aha moments here, right? That alone, you're like, holy shit. What am I walking around on autopilot thinking? (laughs) That is kind of an old memory or an old belief that I don't want to continue to live by as an adult. Or what beliefs like this or other ones are sabotaging the reality that I want to have today? Or what beliefs are literally just not true? This belief is an example of something that isn't even true. The cost of having a box of Kleenexes is a dollar, okay? Again, tough to compare the exact like price comparison between using, cause like you don't just use one square when you're blowing your nose with toilet paper, right? So it's tough to like compare per count. But what I will say is very cost comparable if not Kleenexes are cheaper. So because of that, it was just this like mind blowing experience for me where I was like, holy shit. I have just believed that on autopilot for 20 years And I've never thought to think anything else. I've never challenged that internal belief because nothing's ever come up for me before about it. And so that was just so eye-opening to me. So just out of sheer amusement, (laughs) the next time I, I went and got groceries and stuff, I bought Kleenexes. And I've had them in my house now for like two weeks. And it is so lovely to have Kleenexes in your house. Like I know Kleenex is like the brand name. So it's actually like what a tissue, but so lovely. Blowing your nose to the Kleenex is incredible. 10 out of 10 would definitely recommend to anyone. And every time I go and grab a Kleenex, actually, I just immediately go to grab toilet paper. Then I'm like, wait, wait, you're a luxurious queen now. You have Kleenexes. So then I like turn around and get a Kleenex. Every time I get a Kleenex, I laugh to myself and think, Thank goodness that I am constantly working to update my beliefs, right? Thank goodness I am constantly working to update my beliefs. Because here's the thing. This is a silly example, right? Like, is me blowing my nose with Kleenexes instead of toilet paper, is that going to, like, change my financial future? Like, no, probably not. But there are so many examples of things for myself or for you listening to this that you have as a subconscious money belief to be true about money or about finances or about what's possible for you that is literally stopping you and self-sabotaging you from reaching your goal. 
If you have a belief about money, let me give like a tangible example. Let's say you have this subconscious belief. You don't even like realize it, but you have this subconscious belief of like, oh, I can never like call the bank. Like you just, you don't call the bank. Like they're an authority. They know what they're talking about. I don't, I'm dumb. I would never call the bank. And you don't even think that thought out loud. That's just happening subconsciously. So you see a charge on your account or something and subconsciously you are saying to yourself, oh, well, you know, I just like, that's probably right. I just probably missed something. That's my fault. You know, whatever. That is that belief of like, oh, you, they don't, the bank knows what they're talking about. You should never call them. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. That belief is literally stopping you from advocating for yourself because nine times out of 10, if that is a incorrect charge and you call and say, Hey, can you let me know what this charge is about? And they're like, oh, that's for this. And you're like, oh, I didn't realize that that was a charge. Can you refund that? And your bank's like, oh yeah, sure. Absolutely you are not only giving up on that opportunity to get that money back in your account, but you're giving up the opportunity to advocate for yourself. You're giving up that opportunity. And again, that's a small scale example that maybe, you know, you got $13 refunded, slay, amazing. But a situation that you might advocate for yourself later with the bank is about the interest rate that you are offered on your mortgage and you're able by having a conversation down the road and working through that belief and updating that to be like, no, I'm allowed to advocate for myself. I'm allowed to call the bank and ask questions. I'm allowed to get clarification that because you update and change that belief and now you're buying a house and you're getting a mortgage and you call and advocate for yourself and negotiate a lower interest rate on your mortgage and that ends up saving you $75,000 over the course of, over the term, over your mortgage term. That's massive. That's massive. The belief is what's stopping the tangible outcome. Again, like I said, this is why this podcast, my whole business, the book I wrote is all called Deeper Than Money because it is, of course, we're gonna talk tangibles, we're gonna talk strategy, we're gonna talk financial literacy, but it would be a mistake to only talk about that without talking about the deeper than money side of your beliefs and of what you think to be true on a subconscious level because you don't notice it. You don't notice it until all of a sudden you're confronted with somebody saying, why don't you buy Kleenexes? And you're just dumbfounded of like, wait a damn minute, why don't I do this, right? And that's why I love having these conversations, having these podcast episodes, or I talk a lot about this in my book, or we talk a shit ton about this in Wealth Accelerator, which is our 12-week program of how to transform your finances. It's why we go through so many scenarios and really get a holistic look at where you're at and what you're struggling with so we can help you identify those things that you are blocking for yourself. So you can identify those subconscious money beliefs. So you can identify the ways in which you are in your own way and how to change that so you can change your money beliefs, so you can change the way that you are making decisions, advocating for yourself, whatever it may be. And that is truly so transformational. Again, an example of this that we talk a lot about inside of Wealth Accelerator, again, the tangible outcomes 
that you experience with money being blocked by these underlying money beliefs. And, you know, it's easier to identify the symptoms of that than that happening itself. Like, it's kind of hard to be like, yup, that's me. I'm someone who is subconsciously blocking (laughs) all that's possible for me with money. Like, that's hard to identify, right? But what isn't hard to identify is if you're someone who's constantly like, oh, yeah, I know I need to figure out money. And then a couple months go by and you haven't. A couple months go by and you haven't. A couple months go by and you haven't. Why haven't you? right? Why haven't you called the bank to understand fee or something? Why haven't you reached out to HR or figured out what kind of retirement plans you have and understanding them? Why haven't you set up the investment account? Why haven't you done the next step that you're like, oh, I need to figure that out. Oh, I need to do that. All of those things. If you keep telling yourself, I need to do that, but then you're not, that is a symptom of having these underlying money beliefs and knowing you need to do something, but not actually doing it, right? It's a combination of not having the the literacy piece of like, literally, how do I open? <laughs> how do I open the investment account, right? That's the literacy piece. But the subconscious money belief piece that we're talking about in this episode is the situation where you're like, oh, I know how to do this. I just haven't opened it yet. I know I need to open up a high yield savings account and I have a training on how to do it. I just haven't done it yet. I know I need to start paying off debt and I know my next step. I just haven't done it yet. A lot of that is because your beliefs, what your beliefs are, are getting in your way of making those tangible results, which again is what, everything we do inside of Wealth Accelerator. That's what we're teaching, right? That's what we're teaching of, okay, here's how to do it, right? Here's the literacy piece of, here's how to open the investment account. But then why are you waiting? Why haven't you done it yet? Why are you pushing it off? How are you self-sabotaging? Let's get to the root cause of that and heal that so you can get to a place where you're like, oh, of course I'll do that, right? I said I'm gonna do it, so I do it, and I don't feel that resistance, and I don't feel that self-sabotage. Like that is what we do inside of Wealth Accelerator, which is honestly one of my favorite parts about the program because you can't force, you can't willpower your way into financial freedom. Especially, I would argue, if you grew up in an environment where you were not taught or where you were taught scarcity, it's really, really difficult to just willpower yourself into financial freedom because you have to focus on these beliefs. So that's really important. So again, it's a fun way. Anytime we're having these conversations about money beliefs, it's a fun way to just start questioning why you do things or asking the people around you of like, what do you think is a weird thing I say about money or I do with money or how I spend my money, right? Think of somebody really close to you, one of your friends or one, uh, you know, maybe your partner or a parent or something. Ask them, like, what do you think is something weird or something that doesn't totally make sense to you? And honestly, like, it can kind of be a fun game. I've done it before of just like asking somebody close to me, like, what do you think is something weird or interesting that I do or how I talk about money? And then they tell me and I'm like, wait, that is so weird. Why do I do it that way? And it just makes you start to ask yourself, why do I do that? And where does that come from? Like, what is the underlying belief behind the action? And again, those are the things that can help you understand the belief 
and then update it so you're no longer living on autopilot, but you're living as, you know, the 28-year-old, in my case, the 28-year-old who's choosing making intentional decisions based on who I am today, my priorities and dreams today, and not I'm, you know, a 28-year-old, but my brain and my money beliefs are all my eight-year-old underdeveloped brain making those decisions that I'm still just following that map right? We want to be updating our beliefs so they're never, ever, ever getting in the way of our dreams or our goals or all of the scheming that we have planned out. So anyway, that is today's episode of the Deeper Than Money podcast. I want to know if you have ever either caught yourself being like, wait, holy shit, why do I do this? Or why do I think this? Or, oh my gosh, I just stopped in my tracks and realized an old money belief that I have. If you have one of those, or if you ask a partner or a friend, what is something interesting that you do around money and they tell you something and you're like, wait, oh my gosh, I want to know what that is. So go and leave a review or leave a comment or shoot me a DM and tell me what that is because I love hearing about it. It's so having breakthroughs with money is the most satisfying feeling ever. So I want to hear about it. And if you like this episode, again, go leave a review and let me know. Tag me on Instagram so I can see what episodes you want more of, what content you want to see more of so we can provide the episodes that you want to hear. All right, thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you back next week for another episode of the Deeper Than Money podcast.